Welcome to TMI Podcast, the community center for your secrets. I'm Annalise, and I am a failed theater student turned civil servant. I'm Sienna, and I'm an actor and a toddler in an adult's body. And we are both Enneagram 4. And today, our secrets are, mine is that I'm in love with Renee Rapp. She's so hot. <laughs> She's so hot. And mine is that I don't wash my hands when I Go pee in the middle of the night. I'm too tired. There's I no time for that. If it's at, if you've already been asleep and you've yeah. woken up, mm-hmm. a dip under the water is sufficient. Okay, okay. Do oh. you dip? Nope. Oh. No, there's no dipping. Wow. Hey, it's my bed, okay? Yeah. I'm sleeping in my own And germs. it's Noah's face that you're touching. Okay, that boy does not wash his face, <laughs> so me putting my hand on it is not making it any worse. Or it's making it even more worse <laughs> if he doesn't wash his face. <laughs> and then you're adding bacteria. <laughs> Every night I smell his face and I'm like, Noah, have you washed your beard today? And he goes, no. And then I make him get up and go wash it. <laughs> We're disgusting, okay? I love to annoy Noah. Like, it gets, gives me so much yeah. pleasure. He does not feel that way. He does not want to annoy me. Like, he doesn't get... <laughs> he doesn't want to push back? No. Noah, push her back. Thank you. Like, I don't want to have a full-blown fight, but like, no. a little a little toss in the ball, you know? For me, I don't actually know if this is true here, but for me, it only goes in relationships. Like, I don't really feel about that about my friends. Like, I don't have the need to push the buttons of my friends. I haven't needed to do that. Until Alyssa. <laughs> Until Alyssa. Alyssa and I had a breakthrough. Yeah. Where I said I would beat her in a fight, and yeah. she said she wouldn't, and I've never been more angry in my life. I think also at that point, I wasn't in a relationship. True. And I had nobody to push on. And... Well, and I think, too... When you start to think about your friends, like, family, it does make it easier to do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I think sometimes I do, like, have a, like, not a wall in a bad way, but, like, a, a clear, like, oh, no, this is a friend and this is family. You should annoy me more. I should annoy you more. We should annoy each other. We should annoy each okay, other. I think there's a lot of pent-up energy. But today, what we want to do is talk more about ourselves, for anyone who doesn't know us as well, talk more about, like, our relationship, and then also talk about the inner because that's super important, and it's kind of yeah. how we relate to everything and everybody so we met each other in theater school good old theater school okay so Annalise and I met eight years ago in first year theater school which is wild to think about when we were mere little 18 year olds babies 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 I okay this is fun when I started I had a sh- I had shaved my head like two months before and so I had like this spiky little like <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't even a haircut it was just like my hair was sticking straight up because it wasn't long enough and heavy enough to fall down so it just stuck straight out of my head I looked like a hedgehog um and I was trying way 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 too hard to be different like I wore like weird shit and just like was like I don't conform and I'm different and I'm fucking weird and that was kind of my whole shtick Anna was. A deer in the headlights had moved from rural <laughs> Manitoba, had just done a dabbling of community theater. Mm-hmm. I had seen one live show, one professional show my whole life, which Whoa. was the Les Mis that toured through Winnipeg. Are you for real? Yeah. I didn't know that. I had seen, like, other community theater yeah, performances, yeah. but I would not seen, like, a professional show outside of that. Wow. Somehow got into TMU, showed up, never taken a subway, never taken a bus, moved... <laughs> Moved on to TMU campus <laughs> and was just like, ah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we were both in in pretty different stages, and then we Became, kind of formed two pairs exactly. of friendships. So I, in in that state, saw Alyssa Poitier and thought, that's an adult. Yeah. 
And <laughs> Alyssa saw me and thought, that's a boy. Well, thought... That's a chill boy. And, like, that person needs a little saving, I think. And that person needs a little <laughs> bit of saving. Alyssa was like, this is my pet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's funny, because I feel like when we're together, we do become kind of, like, stereotypically girly in certain ways. Yeah. Like, we're giggly and silly yeah. and stuff, but then I feel like, independently, we're, we're just little boys. We're little boys. Yeah. And then when we're with when we're with Alyssa, we're definitely little boys. Yeah, Alyssa. Yeah, there's something about that dynamic. Yeah, or we're either little boys or, or mom and dad. Parents. Yeah, yeah, mom and dad. Yeah. So anyway, Annalise and Alyssa became friends, and then Paige and I met when we auditioned for theater school, and immediately we were like, oh yes, vibes. Paige Madsen. Paige Madsen. So we had those two pairs, and then basically. <laughs> had this night where we all were hanging out in Annalise's dorm room and we were supposed to go to this party that was a fundraiser for a show that the fourth years were doing. So kind of a big deal because they were super cool and we were still could go Alyssa in underage. Alyssa and I were still underage. There you go. Yeah, because Paige and I are both born in January and it was like Feb. Yeah, 2016. Alyssa yeah. and I had got each other for Christmas that year uh, bedazzled flasks from Claire's. So we had these flasks because we were really cool um, and we got started drinking in my dorm room. Yeah. The Behringer White Zinfidel. Yes. That like pink, it's rosé, it's so sweet. So sweet. And we would get like the 1.5 liter yeah. bottle yeah. of that and that would start a night. Um, but so this mind the you, first time. I had also downed like an entire, not a Mickey, but like the tiny version of a mickey like whatever that size is of gin i had drank an entire one of those to be young again right so we get on the streetcar to go to this party and Alyssa and i bring our flasks with us like idiots they were empty too they were empty we finished them on the streetcar yeah right and then we're like oh what do we do with these flasks (laughs) well we're actors let's just tell them we just forgot these were in our bags can we leave them with security? Or like, we'll, we're like, we'll we'll be honest. We're yeah. so sweet. Can you take these for us? Can you take these for us? We didn't we didn't realize we had them on us. We swear we're sober. Oops. They don't um, smell like alcohol or anything. So we gave them to security, and the first security person was like, okay, yeah, and let us in. So we start to go to coat check. You and Paige are past. We've already check, got in, yeah. And you're so <laughs> drunk. I don't know if this is the actual memory. But I see, like, you on the floor. Like, you're already, you're going, I you're getting it. lower. You're going yeah. down. This checks sure. out. This checks out. And I, then, had, I had drank a lot of gin. A lot of gin. And then Alyssa and I get tapped on the shoulder, and somebody from security has come up, and it's like, you girls can't go in. And we're like, but we gave up our flask. And they're like, it smells like alcohol. You just had a whole flask of alcohol. <laughs> like, you're going to lose your shit in this club. Like, you have to go home. And you're, you're 18. Yeah. You're underage. Um, so we get effectively kicked out um and then we see sienna and we're like you have to come with us Mm -hmm. we left as a group Mm -hmm. that was a moment that solidified that we are like a group group. if Alyssa and i were leaving you two were leaving with us like we were there was four of us and then on the way out things have just started to happen between all four of us yep and four guys in the year above us yep and those particular four guys <laughs> were walking into the club as we were getting kicked out. And it was like... Wild. Like, so satisfying. Like, at embarrassing. Yeah. Like, all, all of the emotions. But when I think about that, I'm like, that's life right there. Yeah. That's community. <laughs> yeah, so we never got to go to the party. And then we went back to Annalise's. Had some, like, good cries. Listened to good music. And literally all confessed to every single one, like, 
I'm using the people that I want to be friends with. Nah, 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 nah. And it was like yeah. Paige and I being like, oh my god, you guys are so cool. Like, we've always wanted to be friends with you. And then you guys being like, us too. <laughs> and it was this big like omission. And we were like, wait a second. This means we should just we be can friends. just be friends. We can be a group. We Why can be friends. Uh, it is scary making new friends though. Like it, it is, is. It, it's easy to make friends when you're younger when you have the same routine. I was listening to a podcast today on friendship that somebody sent me after listening to ours. Mm, that's um, cool. Where like it's easy you build friendships in the context of routine where yeah. you know that you will see people again and again so mm-hmm. you can like invest and trust that your investment in these people totally. will like pay off in a friendship. And yeah. we had theater school and that was easy and it is harder as we get older and don't yeah. have routines with a wider group of people well and that's the thing like once you left i think that we you and i didn't really have that much of an independent friendship for most of that time like yeah it wasn't really until you moved back here yeah like what was that a year and a half ago year ago yeah a year and a half ago yeah 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 so i feel like uh, we really had like a strong independent friendship we need to talk about enneagrams um i don't know a ton about enneagrams besides the fact that you motherfuckers thought I was a six for years. Hey, so did you. So did I. But I don't want to be held accountable for anything because I'm a child. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I thought I was a nine, so I know. So, as we've said, we're both fours. So why don't we go... Should we start with fours or should we start one? Let's go with one. Let's okay. start with one. Let's so go we're one to nine. Explain all the types. Annalise is going to interview me, but pipe in when you know things that you want to add. We don't know facts. We don't know facts. But we know things, but like in our hearts, not our minds. (laughs) Um, That doesn't make us stupid. It doesn't make us stupid. My understanding is that it comes from ancient Greece. I think that it's just a visual, like literal symbol. And then the personality stuff is created after. Okay. I think. The sort of philosophy behind it. So it's this image. It's basically this circle. And then within the circle, there are all these lines connecting these numbers that are on the outside. So that is basically like an, it's a visual image of what personalities are. And the idea is that it's all about like integration. So the your personality got split up at some point into the like one of these personalities. And that the point is to work on where your issues and your weak spots are to try and integrate to become a more like whole person. To try and get back to, like, I guess you could say, like, who you quote-unquote really are. Or who you could be. And so there's things about different Enneagram types, right? Where they, like, they tell themselves things or they have, like, a narrative that is usually unhelpful. That they view their life and themselves with correcting that or moving away from it or adjusting it in certain ways. That type of adjustment is different for each type. is helpful at understanding yourself. The way to identify each one, they have names, but basically the way that they're identified is the thing that they're most afraid of on on the flip side the thing that they desire the most and they're two sides of the same coin so every number has like a desire and a fear and they're they're the same thing but opposite and and then they do have names but the names are sort of subjective because you could come up with whatever name like it doesn't actually encompass i don't think the number very well right it could mean very different things depending on your take on that word exactly so give us a little overview of ones okay Okay. so ones are uh they have the fear that they are bad and that they have the desire to be good and right and so they are constantly pursuing uh and trying to police basically what they think is good and right so they have a really hard time kind of like accepting and understanding things that don't fit into that and they'll try and come up with something that is universal but it's actually just personal 
So like they'll think, oh, this is good. And they won't, it's not just like, oh, this is good for me. It's like, this is what is good. And then they can't separate those two things. They're often very stubborn. What are ones good at? Ones are very good at being uh, like organized, productive, pursuing good. Like they're very good at standing up for the underdog because they'll believe, they believe that that's like good. Um, twos. Twos. One of our good friends is a two. One of our best friends is a two. Twos want love and they fear not having love very clear and the way that they get love is by helping other people um so they will help in order to get love back so i think a lot of twos want to believe that they're doing it for an altruistic reason it's not to say this is bad but what they're really doing is that they want to help so that other person will help them back um so they can get quite like down on themselves and like frustrated when they're not getting that love but they also have a hard time asking for it so for a two it would be really difficult to say like can you help me so twos are incredibly loving, incredibly affectionate, um, but they're also quite insecure. Oh, and then the other thing, we can talk about this after, but there's different like circles too. So like, or different like groupings. So twos fall into the, the heart center. So they are driven by their heart. And then for ones, it's gut. Oh, okay. So nine, eight, eight nine, and one. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So then threes. Then threes are- We also have a three close to us. We do, yeah. yep. Yes, one of my best friends is also three. So threes want success and they fear being like a failure. So they really want to do things that they perceive as successful. And they're very good at people. So they're very good at like presenting themselves in a way that is gonna work for whoever they're around. So the people describe them as like chameleons. Um, and then they'll often like withhold like this almost like secret actually about like what they believe is like the most amazing thing that they're like working towards their whole life. But then they often don't ever reveal it. So they're mm. holding themselves back from ever getting that satisfaction of completing that like ultimate successful thing. Why do they hold back? The fear that it's gonna fail. Four. <laughs> so fours, they want identity and they fear not having an identity. We might be the most annoying Enneagram. Like, yeah. I really, sometimes I'm just like, I just think we need to get over ourselves. Yeah. Anyway, we want to be different than everyone else and we want to be individuals at all costs yeah but we also really want to know ourselves and truly understand what it means to be who we are and therefore we are very curious about other people as well but we can be very emotional and have a really hard time getting away from our emotions one interesting thing when I was talking to Alyssa about fours mm -hmm. and about sixes and about relationships yeah and one thing that Alyssa read to me about fours was, we were talking about fours in relationships. Cause I have felt like sometimes I go back and forth pretty strongly in relationships where suddenly like, I'm like, I'm packing up my stuff, I'm yeah. done. But what motivates that? I was like, oh, I guess I just have volatile emotions. But right. what motivates that is my reaction to other people's emotions. So very yes. rarely do I feel like I kind of decide I'm like done with somebody else. Mm -hmm. It's my sensitivity to like, think you are done with me. Yes, it's like and the so fear then, of rejection thing. Yeah, and I think also sometimes fours think so much about emotions and other people's emotions. I, I think I'm pretty good at reading people or yes, reading what other are. people are feeling before they know what they're feeling. Yeah, because fours are incredibly intuitive to yeah. emotions. So then I feel like I want to preempt. I'm like, oh, I think you are going to leave me or I think you are going to be upset about this. So. I'm gonna, I'm already feeling a reaction to that feeling that you haven't even confirmed you feel yes, yet. Yes, It's very like self-sabotaging behavior. Yeah. Yeah, which I think fours are incredibly good at. <laughs> but one thing about the Enneagram is it's helped me kind of like laugh at those aspects of me a yeah. bit. Of like that like drive for uniqueness. I was a vegetarian for a long time. 
just genuinely yeah. because nobody else was. And I this is so funny because I grew up in a family of vegetarians and so I basically refused to be a vegetarian because I'm like, I can't conform. Yeah. Which is hilarious yeah. because in the world it's not conforming, but for my life. Yeah. It would be. Yeah. The <laughs> other funny so thing silly. about fours is we have this internal belief that we'll never belong and that actually causes us pain and yet it also causes us comfort. It's like so, it's like we're never going to have what we want because either way we're going to be missing out on something. Either our own individuality and isn't or like the community. experiencing a bit of pain or like I feel like I'm always mourning the loss of something. Oh yeah, longing, 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 longing. and that's just love like a longing. perpetual state. And I feel like if I'm not longing for something, then I'm missing out on. I'm like, you're yeah. too content where yeah. I am. Complacent. Yeah, complacent. And fours and threes and twos. Heart center. Driven by emotions. Then fives. Fives are weird. I'm sorry, you're a vibe. You're probably really cool. Fives are actually very cool because they want knowledge and they feel like they can't advocate for themselves or like stand on their own two feet if they don't know things. And that basically looks like them kind of rejecting society and sort of like going into their own little world to try and like answer all of the questions so that they can come back and be like, I figured it out. I know what's going on. And then sort of like reiterate that. Um, So in some ways they can actually be similar to four because they also like reject the sort of like status quo um, but they're a lot more like independent and hermity oh yeah introverted introverted thank you <laughs> yeah they can be a lot, a lot less social uh, than force private more so than force force much are pretty more, much more private public, yeah because they know themselves through their knowledge they don't know themselves through their emotions yeah and we were talking about last time that we know ourselves through other people and like exploring yeah. other people and yeah. our feelings and emotions i need to like see it in a mirror in some mm-hmm. way to understand it yeah yeah sixes <laughs> sixes want oh my god what do they want security security thank you whoa and then they fear disconnection yeah yeah so they're incredible incredibly loyal but as soon as they cut someone off they're done there's no getting it back and they need to go through a little like testing period first right they won't be loyal right off the bat exactly that my sister is a six and she said to me before i went to university she said i'm concerned that you make friends too quickly wow so try not to Um, yeah they have a lot of trust issues just like either or like they either trust too much or trust too little and i think it's hard for them to find a balance and they often seek validation from like an authority figure or like people that they respect or they reject it or yeah or the opposite that's i think sixes i find actually maybe the hardest to describe because they can kind of go either way right they're because they, they are driven by their anxiety and so that can look like two completely different things so there's like the counterphobic six which is basically the six that reacts to their fear and their anxiety by attacking and then the the phobic six which reacts to it by like hiding and shutting down depending on which one you are it can look almost the opposite but it's in those categories that they're like quite opposite on those categories that mean a lot to them yeah and it's all a reaction to this idea of fear and of losing security so Mm -hmm. like there is an authority figure the six would either be like oh my god this is the authority i need to like attach to in order to feel secure or i need to detach from it and remove myself from it in order to feel secure sevens sevens they want to experience everything and have all of their needs met all of the time and they fear missing out and being in pain so they want comfort basically they're kind of like gluttons but like life gluttons life gluttons so they want to experience everything so they're like they have fomo that's what it is they have fomo but everything and they can't settle down they can't stop they're always go 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 including about their own emotions like they can't sit with their own emotions because they're always go 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 to the next thing (laughs) we both know sevens 
intimately. You more yeah. so than I do. But We've we both, dated both. Yeah. yeah. My current partner, Noah, is a seven. Four-seven dynamic is so fascinating because they are so opposite in that one way. Some things are very similar. And I think I can tell this on the podcast. Okay, I'm ready. But I think this is fine. When the seven that I was dating and I broke up, we like decided on the breakup and then he stayed the night yeah. and the next morning was like, I'm still sad. <laughs> and he was like really uncomfortable. He's like, it just, this doesn't feel good. I'm still sad. And I was like, no, this is like, now you get to just sit in yeah. the sadness. Like, this is the good part now. Like, yeah. thank God we made a decision. And he was like, I haven't felt this way before. I was oh like, my God. Okay. You're like, do you mean that you've never had an experience that made you feel bad? What have you done? Just ran away from it? Probably. Literally. <laughs> Every Move. time Noah cries, he goes, I don't know why I'm crying. <laughs> Because you're sad. I say that sometimes. But that's just because... And I, but I know why I'm crying. Well, also, I'll say it when I'm like, there are 10,000 yes, things I could I don't know why I'm crying because it's everything. It's, exactly. It's like, yeah. I understand that I'm sad. And yeah. sometimes I'm like, I don't know which one thing it is that I'm yeah. crying about. Yeah. Okay. What are sevens good at? Sevens are really good at reframing. So they're very good at positivity. They're very good at getting things done, like trying new things, like having experiences, going to do things. Taking risks. Eh? Taking risks. That's a really good one and they're really good at like bringing people out of dark places mm -hmm. like they have the skill of bringing light to other people yeah yeah there's no bad any of it uh, okay so eights are they want control and they fear ha like being controlled we don't know that many eights really mm -hmm. i've never been close to an eight um we have one well i have one friend that's an eight but i'm not i don't know her that intimately and yeah but basically they they are really autonomous they really are completely independent. They're very, very good at making friends and they're also not afraid to say what's on their mind. So they're very easy to be like, nope, I don't like you, I'm not gonna be your friend. And or I love you and you're my person and I'm gonna stand up for you. I think I have a friend in a different friend group that is an eight. Where after we put out the first one, they were asking what, what they thought their types were. Um, and I think she's an eight. Eight is also like the challenger. And what's interesting too is that I relate a lot to eights. Like I feel like I, I think because as a four, I. I do feel so independent. I don't feel sure of my <laughs> of my uh, identity, but I know I have one. And I feel independent and like nobody could actually know my world. Exactly. And so like I'm like de facto independent. Yeah. I'm not pushing for it, mm -hmm. but it's but there's a confidence in it, I mm -hmm. think. Yeah. At least for me. Yeah. Like there's for me there's a confidence in knowing that I am who I am. Whatever that is. I don't yes. know what it yes. is. Yeah. But I know that I am that. <laughs> Yeah, confidence like, and comfort. Which in it. comes to nine, which is the opposite of nine. So nines. We have a nine very close we to us. Yes, we have another one of our best friends is a nine. And nines are they want peace and they fear disconnection. Which I think is really interesting because I'd say that is the most different, like those two things, compared to the other numbers where it's two sides of the same thing. To me, they almost seem different. Like I know that they're related, mm -hmm. but the fact that it's like I want peace and I fear disconnection. So disconnection is or connection is peace. And you wouldn't see connection as peace. It's not that I wouldn't. It's just that it's interesting that nines, they focus on the peace part, not the connection right. part. I think I would view peaceful connection as almost a little bit, not untrue, but like hiding right. something a bit. Where I'm like, a peaceful yeah. connection is like only a part of it. That like it has to be messy to be true. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, they basically, mm. they are trying to always create external and internal peace. So they're really good mediators because if there is a situation that's not peaceful, they can mediate really well. But then they also have a really hard time with their own internal struggles. So if they're going through something that's like too intense, whether it be too good or too bad, they want to bring it back to like stability. They don't feel like 
they have an identity. They don't so have this an is identity. where fours and nines sometimes overlap, where we're like, we yeah. don't know what our identity is because yeah. we're searching for it, and they're like, it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. But we kind of like meet in this middle space of like totally, totally. They merge. So there's this thing called merging, where they want to take on the personality of someone else because they feel like they don't have a personality. And then oh, they're really good at seeing two sides of everything. They can always see the opposite to everything, which can be infuriating, but it can also be incredibly insightful. I was having a conversation with our mutual nine last night, and I was pushing her to do something, and she was like absolutely not no 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 blah blah oh, yeah they're blah, also blah. really stubborn and then i went oh, you're right you shouldn't do it and she immediately went okay i'll do it oh my god <laughs> that's wild because that's what noah does too if i say something he'll say the opposite no matter what yeah sevens do that sevens do it too Wait, do you think it's like the like the shutting down of an opportunity where it's like yeah the, things could yeah. be any way yes they need to be able to be any way they can so see that anything can explore any of it you can't shut off any o- yeah. opportunity or option or anything nines <gasps> want to be able to be anything so that they can fill that need for anybody right and sevens want to be able to be anything so that they can do anything yeah so the first three numbers two three and four heart five six seven are head so that's like the anxiety part and fear and then eight nine and one are gut so that's like instinct and intuition and that's like where they live primarily and how they like navigate the world and make decisions yeah and then other things about the enneagram which we won't get into but important things are like wings so you, you have your main number and then the two numbers on either side, the one lower and the one higher. You can basically have that as a wing is what we call it. And it's sort of the way that it is secondary and interacts with your primary number. And then there's the variants, which are self-preservation, social and sexual. And those are the sort of like needs that you have that you either overcompensate or undercompensate for. Are you a wing three? I'm a wing three, yeah. Yeah, I think I am too. I don't think I know any fours with a wing five. It feels a bit contrary. Well, they're actually more four because the independence Enneagram four wing fives are more solitary, more independent, more nostalgic, which I think very much is um, more stereotypically four. All fours I know are hilarious because we're so self-deprecating. And we can see how ridiculous it is. Yeah, it's like interest in like the human experience and like an intense range of emotions and like want to get into it and be able to go, and that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like that pullback is Which I think is why I love the Enneagram so much because it just makes me feel like it just like reinforces this idea that like it is all so silly. Yeah. Like this search for identity. I'm like, yeah, it's absurd. I think that some other numbers, not all, but I think some others don't feel that at all. Like if you were to talk to a two a two does not feel like their search for love and their need for love is silly in any way is there anybody that you hate yes yeah and i do think that's a problem i don't trust people though that say that they don't hate anyone same i am working on trying not to hate people that's been a lifelong thing for me ever since i was like a kid i've always been like i hate this person i get really wrapped up in the emotion of it me too and i think what i'm learning is like you can hate someone's actions and not hate them as a person the next section of this podcast gets into some gross bodily function talk if you want to skip it skip until maybe skip the rest of this episode yeah yeah good idea skip the rest of the episode we're talking about toilet stuff we have had more submissions on our submission form we ask if you know either of us and how long you've known us for but you do not have to answer that sometimes it might give us a bit of a context as to like oh this was probably somebody from when i was in high school based on how long we knew them but you don't have to submit that and this person gave us (laughs) no details and just an excellent (laughs) submission so whoever you are thank you because this is gold 
Every night, I have at least one dream involving poop, usually having to poop in public situation for one reason or another. Sometimes the other people are indifferent, sometimes mean. I think it's about vulnerability. I constantly fear people seeing the worst, grossest side of me. I really hope my subconscious is just preoccupied with that fear and I'm not secretly obsessed with pooping. <laughs> I am obsessed with shit. I think both of us are a little obsessed with like toilet stuff. Bodily functions. Yes. So good. And dreams. Fascinating. The amount of times that I have like almost pooped my pants is astonishing. Like I could tell a lot of poop secrets. Have you? Have I pooped my pants? Yeah. Once. So I have colitis and that obviously like has to do with shit. Like that is yeah. a condition that affects your shit. <laughs> it's a shit condition. That's Oh my god. So like there are multiple times a week where I have to rush to the bathroom because I'm about to have like explosive diarrhea. My parents both had really bad IBS. I thought that the term poop attacks was normal. <laughs> My dad would come like running in from outside and be like, "Gonna have a poop attack!" <laughs> like in, adults just get poop attacks. That's so funny. I have so many poop attacks. Like no joke. The second I have a cup of coffee in the morning, poop attack. The middle of the day after I've taken a laxative, poop attack. Okay, you want me to tell my worst poop story? Yeah. I can't believe I'm about to tell this. So, I was hired in a position to do a job that I was really, really excited about, and I was like really intimidated by. So, I'm in this position, I'm like, you know, nervous, and like all this stuff, and I really wanna impress everyone, right? And we're on a break. I go to the bathroom, I sit down, I'm like, oh, this is, this is a poop time. Have my poop. It's not a good poop. You know those poops? You're like, it didn't fully come out. It's not over. It's not over, but you can't keep sitting there. You have to just get it over with and wipe yeah. and move on. So I wipe and move on. I go to wash my hands and there's poop on my hand. There was poop in the palm of my hand. And I'm like, that's disgusting. I'm a disgusting human. How much? Sienna, how much? Um, in, in, in tablespoons, like uh, maybe half a tablespoon? That's not, that's not yeah. even the worst part. So I start violently washing my hands, mm -hmm. thinking I'm a horribly disgusting person. Mm -hmm. Mind you, there's about 10 seconds left before I have to go back into the room. And I realize when I pulled up my pants, the poop got on my pants. How? <laughs> because it was on my hand when I wiped and I didn't realize <gasps> when I pulled up my pants and the poop got on my pants. Oh no. So I'm standing there in the bathroom being like, I have poop on my pants. Were you like, go to button up your mm -hmm. pants. Mm -hmm. My hand had like gone like right on the front. And so there was a poop smear. Now I have to deal with it and then go back into the room when everyone's waiting for me because we're done our break. So I'm gonna be seen on top of the fact that I now have shit on my pants and I have to deal with getting it off. I literally took some toilet paper, I wiped it off. I started like trying to get it wet, but then I was like, now it just looks wet and brown. I tried to smell it and I was like, I think it doesn't smell bad, but there was like a, like a stain. I don't think anyone knew that it was poop I mean I hope they didn't know but it was one of the most mortifying things that's ever happened to me so anyway anonymous person I can relate to the obsession around poop and many a poop dream I've never had specifically a poop dream but I've had like frequent public bathroom where it's mm -hmm. just a toilet in the middle of the street yes. or for some reason a toilet in the gymnasium of my elementary school and I'm like in oh. elementary school and like everyone's like doing gym stuff and I have to like go to the oh, bathroom no. in front I got bullied a lot in elementary school that's bad <laughs> I bet I bet it has to do with like vulnerability and like people seeing things that we perceive as, as shameful gross. and gross. Yeah, because yeah, like, this person was saying that they feel that they're scared that people see them as gross. But, I mean, honestly, these are the perfect people to talk to because we're disgusting. We are disgusting. Like, we are self-proclaimed disgusting people. 
Yeah. I mean, I just told your story about getting shit on my hand and my pants. Like, if that's not yeah. disgusting, I don't know what it is. Yeah. All right, should we tell them what to write in? Yeah. I mean, I have an obsession with poop stories, but I recognize it's not everyone's thing. We might get at least, like, one or two disgusting stories every mm-hmm. now and then. Like, put those ones in constantly as they happen. Oh. If you have a crush on either of us, though, I want to know I think you so said that, bad. like, ten times already. <laughs> I think that's the juiciest kind of secret. Because <laughs> it's so vulnerable and it's so yeah. hard to share that you're like, I have a crush on if you. If you've ever had a crush on either of us, that's what we want to know. Please. <laughs> Give us Please. validation. If you think that either of us have had a crush on you, <gasps> oh. you can even anonymously submit it if you think that we've had a crush on you or you could tell us who you are and then be like don't name me in the podcast so that yeah. we understand we can talk about it but yeah. but we wouldn't say who you are yeah. if any of you out there take photos of yourself while you cry <gasps> send, send us in. we'll share photos of us Great. crying done if you will as well um but I want to do something about romantic relationships. <gasps> yeah, that's good. Should it be like something that you want to tell your partner that you haven't? <gasps> yeah, a secret that you're keeping from a romantic partner. Good. Yeah, we can come home for next week. That'll be ours to open the pod. I guess we should do a call for music. Oh, yeah. Obviously, you heard the start of this, and there was no fun and exciting music to get you engaged. My dad, he texted me and said, I have one note for you. You need music. Right. So we need new music. And so here we are asking our lovely community and all of our friends. We know we know you all are out there. We know y'all have your skills in music that we do not have. Yeah. Um, so We're unique in that way. We can't make music. <laughs> uh, so help. The theme is upbeat yet melancholy. And you can use the words TMI, secret seekers, gossip, friends, any of that. Anything you've heard that we said, anything but the Enneagram. Bitchy records. Be creative. We'll do a little shout out. We'll exactly. do we'll do promos. Yeah. We um are raking in the listens. Yeah, you know, come um, on guys. We're gonna be start pulling opportunity. pulling some big bucks out of this project <laughs> soon. <laughs> Get in while you can. <laughs> then you could say you, you were there from the beginning. Yeah. What's See on the flip off? side. Oh. See on the flip side is that we can come up with something. We can funny. come up with something better. See you, you soon, secret seekers. Gold. Great, that's it. You're stuck with that terrible. Wait, 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 okay, wait. You know what we should do for just this episode? Is we should do a song. Too much information. <laughs> too much It's never too much. Hey. Hey. Oh my god. We're no. gonna get cancelled. We need Not for to. doing something wrong, just for being horrible bad. and stupid. It's a bad podcast.